It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I'm your host, Jamie Arrington. In studio with me, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. To the top. To the top, brother. Glad guess, you're back. Guess who's back? That's right. <laughs> Daddy's back. Daddy's back. <laughs> Can come home and take care of some business. John and Will tried to take over the show. And that was a great episode. I actually listened to it when I was on the plane last week, and uh, you guys did great. Yeah. I mean, that's a one-off. That's the only time that's going to happen, but <laughs> you guys are great. Well, you know, the building's still here. And, uh, there's uh, there's um, all the microphones are still intact, and we didn't get kicked off the air. So, Well, that's good. All, all good things. That, that probably means nobody was listening. It's okay. <laughs> no, you guys are great, man. Japan was listening. Japan was. We had a lot of listens in Japan this yeah. week. I don't know what that was about. I'm, I'm huge in Japan. You, are, you Like literally and figuratively, <laughs> you are huge in Japan. Uh, so let's let's talk about my trip, man. I went to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I had a, a work meeting up there, and I'm sitting there at the table first day. They 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 moved us to different groups, different tables to interact with, you know, different people in my position from around the region. And I end up with a guy from New Orleans at my table. Uh, his name was Jonathan Schilling. Mm-hmm. He went to Southern Miss. So I was like, of all the people, like of all the places, you know, I end up at a table with another Southern Miss guy. We knew a lot of the same people. Super cool guy. I see him at the hotel the next day. He's got on a Southern Miss shirt. Awesome. Also at my table was a guy from Houston. So we start small. And the guy from Houston, great guy. Right. Awesome guy. I actually hung out with the guy after the, you know, some, some other times. But we're sitting there and we're, we're having small talk. And uh, he said, well, where did you go to school? And I said, Southern Miss. And just the look. Of just the sheer, like the nostalgia that just went through his head, <laughs> and it like his whole demeanor just sunk, <laughs> and he was like, "I still think about that game." <laughs> that was a, I said Southern Miss, and that was his response was, "I still think about that game." Right. Well, so, I also still think about that game. I do too. I do too. Great we had to game. think. We had to think about it for about two years straight to kind of get us through everything. That's true. But. So for this episode, I figured we'd kind of dip into the nostalgia a little bit and talk about all that. Before that, before we get into that, I was supposed to have a guest on tonight. I had an interview last night, an incredible interview with Sean Patton. He gets We talked for about 45 minutes. I get off the phone. I go to edit the audio. It's not there. So And, 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 and you can't blame me. I cannot blame you this time. <laughs> but we had a great talk. Sean told me a story about yeah, he's from Slidell. Right. He told me a story about this guy that he could not stand that went to Slidell, came to Southern Miss, was in a fraternity. He was at the fraternity house and he watched this guy just get manhandled. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome story. Hopefully he'll tell it next Thursday night when he's at the Thirsty Hippo. That's right. Comedian Sean Patton. On Thursday, July the 6th, you may have seen him on Comedy Central Conan. He co-hosts Esquire's Best Bars in America. If you turn on the Esquire Network, that show is on just about every day. It's going to be at the Thirsty Hippo, 8 p.m., Thursday, July 6th. $12 advance. You can get those tickets at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com. $15 at the door. Um, If you see him, just act like the interview was incredible. (laughs) 
<laughs> heard that interview, man. You crushed Killed it, Sean. It you were amazing. Top. But he had some, I mean, just amazing stuff to say. He's working on a new hour and uh, for a special, and he's doing something kind of different with it. So if you've seen him in the past or if you haven't, you know, look him up on YouTube. Make sure he's kind of your speed as far as what you can, can handle content-wise. But uh, it's going to be I, – I get more requests for him than anybody else. That's what's so incredible about these comedians that you bring in, in, into town is that uh, every time they come back, they might go back to the well a little bit. But it's normally a brand new hour. Yeah. Not just a brand new 10 minutes, not a brand new five minutes. And I know they do it for a living and, and you know. I do the same five minutes. But <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> oh, and I can't say what it is. But we have a special treat on that show as well. Hmm. Nice. It's somebody you've all, if you've come to any of the shows, you've seen this guy before. Not really a big deal right now. I can't say on the air what it is yet, but next week I should be able to spill the beans. But something really cool for Hub City Comedy is about to happen. Nice. So, And it's at the Hippo. Who doesn't like to go to the oh, Hippo? Oh, the Hippo's great. Perfect venue for, uh, for comedy, for sure. Also, um, so you got that going on. And I wanted to touch on this. Well, I guess we'll touch on it after the break. There's a Southern Miss running back that had some videos this week that went straight up viral. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. When we come back... After the break, so good to be back in the driver's seat here on To The Top Talk. You guys come right back to us. We're going to have an amazing show. It's going to be the best show ever. To The Top. Top Talk right here on News Radio 98.1 FM and the score 1400 AM in the Hub City, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Jason Bailey in the house. Before the break, we were talking about there's a Southern Miss running back, and there was some confusion about who he was. His name is Raymond Smith. He actually played, I believe he played in Purdue, um, Purdue, Peru last year. He played football in Peru? Yes. High, Peru High School? Peru State. Peru State. I'm assuming that's in Peru. I don't know of any other Peru states, but he, <laughs> according to his bio, that's where he played. So he's in. He had a good spring game. I remember he was the little number 30. That's a great number for running back. But so you start seeing these videos pop up on Twitter, and they popped up on the message boards. And I know not all of our listeners are into hip-hop, but – you could tell right away that this guy was extremely gifted and talented. And it, it's always cool to see Southern Miss people that kind of have uh, that little something extra, that it factor. And you can just, you could just, there's just a vibe about this guy where you feel like he has the potential to do big things in that field. Hopefully he'll play football and contribute for a while, but it would not shock me at some point if, if we were to, you know, start seeing his name on iTunes or, you know, up on the charts because he got, I mean, the, Cornell Armstrong. It was like 10,000 yeah. retweets or something? Yeah, like 10,000 retweets on that. I mean, That is insane. It's ridiculous. But so, so I tell you that to tell you this. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be funny if fake Jay Hobson's Twitter account talked some trash to him. <laughs> and I basically said the reality is, and I tagged him and I said, it ain't got nothing on me. 
And then I did a clip from the song we did, Black and Goldie. And now that's getting a lot of response. I mean, we've had yeah. a lot of retweets on that, so it, it's been kind of fun. Yeah, the, the, the timing could not have been any better. Um, I, I just loved following it all on Twitter and seeing. And you know, there's a lot of people that had never uh, heard that J Hop. Yeah. Um, Black and Gold. Sometimes they get lost it's in the mix. It's so hilarious. Man. You know, I, I was during during working either today or yesterday. I was walking out of a store, and as I was walking out uh, around the side of the building. I was singing that song to myself, <laughs> and there was a person right around the corner. Yeah. So uh, you know, as I'm as I'm walking around the corner, I'm saying, "Belichick acts like he knows me." Well, and that takes you. The, so you you put up a, a thing on Twitter. This is your tweet. Uh-huh. First to come up with the next line gets a shout out on the show tonight. And uh-huh. you you just said, "quote My Eagles is black and goldy," and then Justin Johnston replied with a Belichick acts like he knows me. Right. Shout out to Justin Johnson. Yeah, there's your shout out. Thanks for uh, thanks for li- that's that was that's I'm really glad that yeah. somebody. I mean, and, and, it was quick and, too. He yeah, was ready. It was, it was like a couple minutes went by, and there it was. People, yeah. So so how does that make you feel? People know well. How does it make fake fake J Hob feel? People know the lyrics to his songs. We have to get him on here and find out. I'm I, for it. I, I did hear I did hear this about regards to fake J. You always have the big Fourth of July party. I'm hearing fake Jay's going to do karaoke. What? Yeah. He's going to come out and chill, do some karaoke. Got some songs. There's no telling what's going to come out of that. Maybe we can get a fake Ellis Johnson and <laughs> punch him in the face. I, well, <laughs> the fake Ellis Johnson I know is a lot bigger than me, so I'll leave that to you. Okay. Um. <laughs> so well, let's talk some baseball. I was not here last week. Uh, you know, we had – Four Golden Eagles get drafted, one of which was a senior, and then one of those, uh, the, the fifth one, was a signee, all of which are going to go pro. So we're going to be without Taylor Braley, Kurt McCarty, and Hayden Roberts, and then apparently signee Kyle Keith is, is gone as well. So Yeah, and it was such a fluid situation. You know, I'm trying to make notes. I'm trying to just over-prepare because you're gone, and actually I, I, I have to run the, run the show, right? So – I'm making all these notes, and, and as we go day by day, and even like hour by hour uh, leading up to the show, tweet after tweet starts coming out saying, you know, Taylor signing, Kirk signing. And I'm looking at my notes going, that was a big section of the of the show. <laughs> Are they or aren't they going to sign? And then towards the end of it, I was like, all right, well, just throw that whole piece of paper out right there. And, you know, we're just going to, hey, they're all gone, and thank you for your contribution, and, uh, you know, where else do you go from there? Well, actually, actually, the only thing that I was wondering about at that point was the money figures. Yeah. Because you see where they're slotted, but you don't actually know. Um, I mean, you don't, you don't have to get paid that, that amount. You know, it's just like, I guess, like what the average is. And like in Taylor's situation, um, we are wondering if he was going to only pitch, if he was going to be allowed to kind of play the field a little bit. Well, number one, he signed for way more. I think like 250 where he was slotted at. I don't know, 197 or something like that. So he got a lot more money than he was slotted for, and I think they are going to let him, you know, swing the bat a little bit, at least in the uh, instructional league. I think I think his first game. I don't know if you have notes on it. His first game, he struck out like 12 guys. Oh wow! So yeah, goodness, welcome. Well, yeah, welcome, no doubt. So we're going to miss those guys, but you know, we, we've certainly got some depth there. I don't know if we'll be as good as we'd hope, but you know, I'm not sure there's going to be a huge drop off there. I got notes on a couple of the polls here. A couple of the polls came out today, and uh, Golden Eagles finished the season ranked. Baseball America had a 16th, NCBWA 17th, Collegiate Baseball 23rd. So, 
it's I mean, how many times does Southern Miss finish the season ranked? I don't know in the polls. I don't know, but it's it's definitely uh, it's a cog in your it's a cog in your in your wheel, a feather in your cap. You know, to be ranked at the end of the season, and um, hopefully, and you know, we did talk about it a little bit last year because I think that those those guys signing. I know we got a, a lot of hitters coming back, but you, you're replacing an, an awful lot of wins on the mound. Um, now that we don't have capable people, you know, namely like J.C. Keys, Walner, and uh, Colt Smith coming back, but replacing maybe two of the best pitchers in the history of your school is just not going to be easy. So. In my opinion, it took us from being a preseason top ten team to maybe not favorite in the conference. Yeah, and it's not a knock on anybody. It's just it, it really it's a it, it speaks to what those guys did for the program. Right, right. You know, but it's also hey, maybe that puts a chip on somebody's shoulder, and they can come on to the top talk next year and say, hey man, you were wrong. Whatever. No, dude, a lot of people say that all the time. So, oh, I am wrong a lot. You were wrong on the trivia last week. I was. You know, all right, here's the deal with that. The trivia, first, first, it was the first time we'd ever done trivia on To The Top Talk. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but I started thinking to myself, even though there's five questions, because I did five questions, cause I, so I was like, oh, well, this way nobody's going to be, there's not going to be a tie. Well, I started thinking, well, maybe neither one of them get the answer. So if it ends up like two to two or one to one or whatever, I'm going to need a tiebreaker. So right before I left the house to come up, I just Googled it. It popped up on my screen. I wrote it down, the win total. And even after the show that night, I was driving home and I was saying, that seems like an awful small number. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I did the calculations on it. I said, well, he's been there uh, since 2010. And I divided it out and whatever my total was, it came out to like 25 point something wins per year. I was like, that's, that's not right. Uh, so yeah, I got it wrong. I got called out on Big Gold Nation, but hey. I guarantee you, it's not the last time I'm gonna get I'm gonna get something wrong. No, and me neither. <laughs> I mean, and there's probably something we used to do. Nathan Hosey used to point out every time I did something wrong every week. And was it Hosey that got me? No, it was not Hosey. Oh, okay. it was not Hosey. And I was actually gonna pull it up and take a look at it, but yeah, it was not Hosey. It would not shock me if it had been him. And he and it didn't camp. matter anyway. Soar, soaring, the, soaring buzzard, soaring buzzard. And okay. he he said the the correct answer two ninety nine. 172 and one. So he was one that last Monday. He was one one away from 300. That would have been his 300 win if we win that one game. We have a tie. I guess so. According to this, hmm. During the last seven years, we have a tie. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find baseball stats? <laughs> I get the IT team on it. Another cool baseball uh, tidbit this week: Matt Walner. Add to his added to his list of accolades. Baseball America named him Freshman of the Year. Absolutely incredible! What a season he had. I mean, I've got the list here. They posted on on uh, Southern Miss. The, the 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 most puzzling thing: second team All Conference USA. You know, people wonder why. You know, outside of the conference, outside of Southern Miss, maybe some friends, or maybe just bar talk. Why a lot of people at Southern Miss have such a problem with Conference USA? Stuff like this. It just makes no sense whatsoever. You know, if, and if there's ever a school you're going to push, I mean, Southern Miss is going to be the bell cow for the conference. It just is. Marshall, maybe. But when Marshall's down in football right now. So it's Southern Miss and pretty much, you know, I know we're down in basketball, but uh, basketball is kind of third tier as far as the conference goes anyway. So 
to have him at second team, it's, it's, it's whatever credit credibility you you want to try to give him. <laughs> it's just so hard to. It just, yeah. It's just laughable at this point. But he's got. I mean, this is a long list of accolades. I'm not. I'm not going to go into all of them. But I mean, we've talked about him every week. But I mean, it's, it's really ridiculous, and it's really a treat that we have a guy like that on our squad. Also this week, Southern Miss pitching coach Michael Federico was named as the new head baseball coach at the University of Louisiana Monroe. He's the new head coach for the Warhawks, I think is what they go by now. So congratulations to him on that. I mean, I, there's a there's a laundry list of people who probably will be trying to take his old position. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but that there's certainly not a lack of interest in that. What in the world? I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> I wonder if that showed up on the audio. I thought audio. we were going to break. I, yeah, I don't know um, what that but was. But no, Coach Fed. Um, Coach Fed actually threw me batting practice way back in the day when he was a graduate assistant. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Um, well, I remember he was a catcher here back mid-90s. Yep. And, um, boy, no one more deserving. I think he was assistant coach of the year. Uh, that's an award. Apparently, so yeah. somebody's got to win it. He won it. Um, so, uh, Melissa just sent me a text. It sounded like a cat dying. I agree. <laughs> so it did it's, make it all it's the one way of Melissa's audio. cats. Yeah, she's she's uh, checking in on that. But no, I mean, hey, kudos to Federico and and that program. <clears throat> the good thing about it is located in baseball rich Louisiana. Yeah, and he has ties to both, right? So, and another good thing. Or a bad thing, depending on how you want to look at it, is, is they were terrible last year. I think they, I think they won, I don't know, twelve games, something like that. So yeah. nowhere to go but up. Right. Um. He he can go in there and he can he can double that win total immediately. And um, we're going there to play for football this year. So um, easy drive. Right. Um. Yeah. Hopefully he can do that and then position himself for a, for a for a big time job in the future. But yeah, kudos to Fed. To Fed. Well, changing gears, I think we finally reached the – it's been tough to kind of transition from baseball to football, but it's getting to be that time of year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kickoff parties are going to be starting up. Uh, I think I'm going to make be able to make the one in Jackson on – I think it's July the 20th. So that's uh, – you know, July is right around the corner, football season right around the corner. Before we know it, we're going to be in the heat of, you know, fall practice. Are you going to go back and do some more interviews? And then last year you went to – was it media day they let you into? Yeah, yeah. I'll go back to media day this year too. Nice. Yeah, well, well if they let me in, we'll see what we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but uh changing gears to football, we kind of want to just reminisce a little bit, but before we do that, let's give a a, a little uh a little note here. Football 101, your wife Katie's attended that a few times. Mm-hmm. Chalk Talk for the ladies. Forest Generals Spirit of Women in Southern Miss play host to the ninth annual Football 101 Chalk Talk. For the ladies, that's going to be on Wednesday, July the 12th at the GNNE Touchdown Terrace inside Carlisle Faulkner Field at M.M. Roberts Stadium. That's a lot just to explain where that is. Basically, it's in the end zone at the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> we should go straight up bosom buddies for that. Yeah. And just see how long we can get away with it. Yeah. I, there, I, about a third of the audience just got that bosom buddies reference. I'm like, what's your name? I'm Michelle Hobson. I should be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> But they're going to have food. Uh, you're encouraged to wear all your tailgating apparel. They're going to tailgate food. It costs to attend $25 for Eagle Club members and 35 for non-members. So that's a good time for the gals. Uh, I think there's usually a fashion show, too. 
Oh, what? Really? Which, yeah, my wife told me about it. You got to imagine, you know, John Cox MCs this thing. So there's actually, you know, there's models coming down the is, runway. Is John with, Cox uh, doing a fashion show? Nah. Well, he, he, he MCs it. He, oh, he MCs it. Yeah. I was going to, I wanted to see, you know, how that worked out. Yeah. But the girls come walking down in their tailgate gear, you know, I think he explains it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I need some audio of that. No doubt. <laughs> hey, what's some of your what's your favorite football game? Southern Miss history. Do you have one? Um, most recent Houston. Let's talk about it after the 2011? break. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Right. I mean, that's a great choice. Okay, I can do that. You guys come back to us. We're going to be getting into some Southern Miss football memories right after the break. Here on to the top talk. Jason Bailey in the studio with me. My wife thinks we should do come back into the boys are back in town. I think that should have been our music instead of uh, was this Kings of Leon? It's definitely not the boys are back in town. Is that the boys are back in town though? Guess who just got back there? I'm not going to participate. Uh, okay, <laughs> leave me hanging. Zero. So, I've had zero beers. Let's talk. It's 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 the heat of summer, man. It's almost July. We still got a month to go for football. Let's wrap about some of our favorite Southern Miss football memories. And I'm going to start it off, man. The first, I have a lot of recollections about. Well, I grew up. You know, there was a time where uh, my aunt was married to a Southern Miss football player, so I kind of grew up in that environment. Him taking me to workouts at the at the old field house and stuff like that. I remember being on the sideline for a spring spring game, crying my eyes out. But I really didn't start to grasp things until I was probably, you know, seven or eight and actually was at the games and, and I can I can have a, a recollection of, of what went down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also remember my parents dropping me off at this daycare over on 49 and I could look out the window and I could see the lights of the stadium and I remember just crying because they were at the game and I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I do recall that. But first game that really kind of sticks out to me, 1987. Southern Miss taking on the Tulane Green Wave. You remember that game? I remember that game. But My he, wife was five. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess I was like seven maybe. But I remember because the, what it stands out to me is this, this guy that was sitting next to us was like, who is this five-ray kid? And that was like, you know, I didn't know his name was Favre. I just mm-hmm. remember Favre, and then I remember hearing Favre, and I remember just, even at seven, just kind of laughing about it. But seeing him come in and just everybody's excitement and how everything changed, and then, you know, that was kind of your hero for the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a really a great time. And, you know, I remember some other games he played in, the Independence Bowl, and I remember listening to the, the 1989, the uh, – USM Louisville game where USM won on that last second Hail Mary to, uh, I think it was Daryl Tillman, uh, 16 to 10. That was awesome. But the first game I really remember sitting down and just watching the whole game on TV because my attention span was shot. Mm-hmm. 89, USM Florida State. Uh, we went down there. We sold our home game to Jacksonville. So we were wearing the black, and uh, it was on TBS. TBS did college football back then. I still got the, the tape somewhere. And also on that tape, I have like the coaches show with Curly Hallman, which is hilarious. 
Uh, the big sponsor was Golden Flake. And Jeff Bowers, too. I think I've got Jeff Bowers' coach's show when we beat LSU in 94, where it's like, yeah, I love the taste of That's Golden Flake. That's the exact Flake. note that I was making right here. You've showed me that one before. Yeah, yeah, we watched that, yeah. yeah. I, need to, I need to get that up so everybody can see it. I don't know how illegal that is as far as putting it up on YouTube, but that was a great, great time. So, you know, fast forward, really, I guess it's about six years. And I watched this game on TV, and Carr talked about it. But that game, USM versus Georgia, where Southern Miss won eleven to seven inside the hedges, mm-hmm. it kind of just it kind of reinvigorated the program. I thought because it kind of that that defense was one of the greatest defenses ever assembled in in school history, if not the greatest. You know, there's probably some talk between that one and what the eighty one eighty two defense, but man, that ninety seven defense was just out of control. They were in that backfield the whole game. Was that when the streak started? The winning season streak? Mm-hmm. Right. No, no, that started two years before that. Okay. Yeah, it okay. Started, started a couple years before that. Um, well, I guess and, at that point it, it, it maybe solidified that it was a streak? Yeah, it did. The, the streak started with that LSU win in 94. Okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. We were 6-5 and five that year, 6-5 and five the following year. And this kind of really started, got us kind of going. And we tied – Houston for the conference championship that year, and we did not get the bowl. They, well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They beat us in like double overtime. Mm. They had a running back by the name of Antoine Smith that went on to play for the Patriots. So fast forward to the next season, 1997. Houston is in the rock. It's raining. It's nasty weather, and the Golden Eagles just take out every frustration they had on that Houston. Offense, man. The final score was thirty-three to nothing. Patrick Sertan hit a guy who was taking a swing pass out of the backfield and and knocked his tooth out. Right. <laughs> I mean, that video still on. He left grainy. there toothless. He left there toothless. <laughs> as as that, that was my Jay first year. Uh, that was my first year as a student at Southern Miss. I that was a that's a great time to come in because you came in right during the heart of when we were rock and rolling. Yeah, I just I, you know somehow I just got lucky and got there right then. But I do I do I remember that hit. And then I remember um, I had always followed Southern Miss, and Southern Miss was a favorite school of mine. Um, but I, I, I never went to a bunch of games in the Rock. You yeah. Know? Uh, Dad never brought me down or whatever. I don't know why it happened, but um, but yeah. So right when I came in, um, the streak had just started. We had players like Patrick Sertain. We had, I mean, how many NFL players were on that defense? That just year? about everybody that 97 team, or definitely the 99 team. And it, it, yeah, it, it was so cool even for me just as a fan – being able to talk to people about the defense. I got more excited when the defense got on the field than the offense. Yeah. And we really hung our hat on that defensive um, prowess nationally. And people knew us for that. People knew the Southern Miss program. They really knew the Southern Miss defense. And it was super fun to watch. And I'm not saying we're going to get back to that this year, but I saw some steps last year. Yeah. And I think Hop's the guy that can take us back to somewhat – you know, similar to that. Well, and it, it, figuring out these spread offenses is a totally different animal than it was back in 1996, 97. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to take some ingenuity to make it happen. And it, it looks like the way we're going to do it is by recruiting speed. It, it seems like that has been the yeah. big focus, the big push, especially with some of the recruits we've gotten this season. You know, it'll probably take three or four years to get everybody in the way that, you know, he envisions it to be. But, uh, man, it'd be great to get back to like it was in, in, in those uh, late 90s teams. So end of that season – we made the Liberty Bowl. It was our first bowl game since the uh, All-American Bowl in 1990. And what a game it was. I remember all the pundits were choosing Pitt just because they were Pitt. 
and we went out there and just put a shellacking on them, forty-one to seven. And I was there. It was one of the coldest games I've ever been to in my life. Uh, yes, along likewise. with the uh, Mobile Bowl. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it was super cold. It was a just from the word go. You know, Carr hit on it when when um, when Carr was on. He said from, from the from the opening snap, they knew. Yeah. That they, that they had them. Oh yeah. You know they're they're more physical, and they hit them in the mouth the entire game. The, the thing I remember about that game the most was number one looking around, and I think that's where the sea of gold started. I think that's where Bauer looked up and he was quoted in the paper saying, "I looked up and saw a sea of gold." And the Go Gold campaign started. I think your dad had a lot to do with that. And um, but then I also remember after the game, we're on Bill Street, uh, and for New Year's, Bill Street is just packed, right? They drop that musical note at midnight, and anyway, so there's Southern Miss people everywhere. There's pit people everywhere. There's this one guy, and he starts just just jabbing at us, you know. And and his friends are behind him, kind of laughing about him. He's saying. Who do y'all got, man? Who do y'all got on? I mean, y- y'all ain't got nobody. We got Dan Marino. This is like in the middle of Favre's like three consecutive MVPs. So we just kind of look at him like, man, we got, got Brett Favre. You know, he's all right. And uh, his friends are just, they're, I mean, this guy had been drinking who knows how long, you know, that kind of situation. But I just remember that guy just trying to do that. And, and I was like, you can try to hang your head on whatever you want to here. You just got destroyed. And you're bringing up Dan Marino. And I'm pretty sure, you know, Favre ranks a little bit higher on that list. So, what else you got, partner? Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of teams that live off of nostalgia. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep the party going, man. Let's let's keep this show rolling. We're going to get into my time at Southern Miss as well, and then on to the uh, fedora slash monkey years. You guys come right back to us, Southern Miss to the top. Well, I snuck to a window. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. Sitting here with Jason Bailey. We're talking about some of our favorite Southern Miss football games slash memories. We left off talking about the 97 Liberty Bowl. Let's keep it going. So, I started school at USM, 1999. Seymour, 1999. My first game, 9-6-99, Southern Miss 48 to lane 14. It literally was, and that Tulane had just come off that undefeated season. You know, Sean King was their quarterback the year before. Sean King with the broken hand. They beat us, and mm-hmm. it was one of those things. I was like, you were coming all in on this one. And I'm not even kidding. The field temperature that day was 110 degrees. Mm. So you put on another, what, 30 pounds of fur? <laughs> you know, your first time out. Especially in that old uniform. Oh, man, it was brutal. Um, and then, you know, the end of that season, that Liberty Bowl, we back at the Liberty Bowl – what, 19, 1999, that was the, the last day of the millennium. We went out and defeated Colorado State. Had a great time at that game. Uh, Southern Miss wins 23-17. Finished the season, I believe, ranked 13th in the country. I got, I think I did the parade the night before, and I got blisters. I walked the whole parade, and I got blisters on my heels and had to, um, when I was at the game, they like they were bleeding. In, mm. in my shoes because of um, in your Seymour feet in my, in Seymour's feet, and one of the cheerleaders uh, body slimed me too. So nice. I was I was feeling it, but Y two K didn't happen that night. And when Colton Eagles finished the season ranked thirteenth in the country, then the next year, uh, one of the one of my favorite memories 
from my time at Southern Miss. I'm sure yours as well. You have a totally different story than I do. Southern Miss 21, Alabama nothing. The the, the uh, Crimson Tide, they were ranked in the top 25 in the country that game. Man, they kind of fell apart after all that happened, but it was so much fun. We scored three t- – I got sick because we scored like three touchdowns back-to-back. And I remember – I mean, it was like we scored and then we scored again. And then, you know, Joe Henley runs that fumble recovery back again, and I'm just like overheating. I go to the back to – basically losing my lunch, and Jeff Kelly had just got knocked out of the game. So I'm sitting there in the locker room looking across at him. They're working on him, and I'm just like, what's up, man, you know? But uh, what a great what a great game, a great time. And so what did you do after that game? <laughs> I don't know how much I can mention on the air. <laughs> you, got, you got a little wild when you got back to campus. We, uh, we know um, friends of the program, Jeremy Cooper. Um, we, we didn't go to that game. We didn't go to Alabama. We stayed on campus. So after the game, we, we start. We just we, we're in his Jeep Cherokee and we're we're riding around campus just with the windows down. We're playing the fight song, right? Make a few loops. Next thing you know, there's like seven more cars behind us and they're hanging out the side and they're doing the same thing. One of those loops around campus, we start looking at the fountain. <laughs> Seemed like a great idea at the time. Um, we definitely jumped in the fountain. May or may not have been clothed. This sounds a lot like old school. Your whole that whole story <laughs> sounds like early <laughs> sequence. Like, that's school. what you got to do, man. That's what college is about, especially when something like that happens. We weren't doing anything totally illegal, I don't think. Um, but man, it was just so, especially that team, yeah, those guys. Uh, were you at the game? Were you at the Alabama game when the the referee actually came out? Uh, the first thing that happened was Sherrod Gideon ran a corner route. He got pulled down. Now they call it a horse collar. Right. Okay, no flag. The guy comes out there, and he's, uh, the referee comes out and hits his buzzer, and he says, the ball was uncatchable. The ball hit the pylon in the air, which is exactly what you're supposed to try to do when you're throwing it. Okay, yeah. so that's the, the, it's, it's the definition of being catchable. Yeah. Later on in that game, we run a, I think it was a kickoff. We ran a kickoff back all the way for a touchdown. Would have taken the lead. Looking around, where's the flag? Where's the flag? There is no flag. We're going crazy in the stands. All of a sudden, they're having a meeting. Comes out, hits his buzzer again, and I kid you not, he said, uh, it, uh, clipping or whatever it's called now, illegal block in the back. Right? Yeah. I'm still saying, where's the flag? He comes back out, hits his buzzer again, he says, the flag was covered up by turf. <laughs> well, like, I, okay, so the year after that, that 2002 season, I mean, uh, what, that's the 2000, was it the 2001 season? Yeah. When we played Alabama, uh, not only did the power go out in the stadium when we were driving, these sprinklers came sprinklers. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, there's just you, you don't—they don't need any more advantage. No, okay, no, we got and, we got hosed so many times up there, man. It was well, just, and, and the only time we didn't get hosed was that game, like in 2000, when it's 21 nothing. It's just a beat down the entire time. There's nothing you can do. And, yeah. and the, the refs can't score all those points. So I'm looking at my notes here. We got a lot of games left, but I want to mention this one. All right, this was not a victory, but I, I want to tell this for a reason. It's 2001, Southern Miss versus Penn State. Totally disregard the outcome of the game. So this is after 9-11, right? This is my last away game. And um, so we go to get on the plane, and we chartered a plane. I think it was from Central America, maybe. And the pilots and the crew were Hispanic. That's where they came from. So our our current head coach was on the staff at the time, and he goes and gets on the plane, and he decides he is not flying. 
<laughs> he gets on the equipment dro- truck and drives all the way to State College, Pennsylvania. I don't blame him. <laughs> I'd have jumped in the front seat as well. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, so were you like behind him in line, like taking your step up the plane, or maybe like walking down the tarmac, and then he just kind of leaked, it, looked in there, and it, nope, and turned around and went the other way, or how did that go down? I think I was already on the plane, and then they came to get on the plane, and then he just like walked on and looked, and then got off. And now, were you wondering at that time, should I be getting off as well? <laughs> is it, is this the time where I'm going to look back and say, oh, well, bad idea, staying in that seat? I, I guess I'd been around, you know, some Middle Eastern people before and kind of could differentiate between the two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, come back to us. we got one more segment right here on To The Top Talk. Right, welcome back to To The Top Talk. Before the break, we were talking about some of our favorite Southern Miss football memories. We didn't even get to like half the list of what I had written down here. Let me turn you back on there. There you go. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it a shutdown and then we'll just see what, what we can come up with to finish the show there. Special thanks to... What's his name? Special thanks to Justin Johnson for getting the uh, little trivia thing Adam right McCall. earlier. Adam, is it Adam McCall? Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. You guys can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Also Hub City Comedy. You can follow Jason at Bumper J Bailey. Facebook as well to the top talk. Jamie Arrington Comedy, Hub City Comedy, all that good stuff. My next comedy show is a week from tomorrow, Thursday, July the 6th. Sean Patton. You've seen, seen him on Comedy Central, Conan, Inside Amy Schumer, True TV, he co-hosted Esquire's Best Bars in America. He's going to be back in Hattiesburg, back at the Thirsty Hippo. This is his fifth show in Hattiesburg. Two of those, he, one of those he brought Rory Scovel, and the other one he brought Kyle Kinane. He's, he's done really amazing things for us here in the Hub City. 8 p.m., $12 in advance at HattiesburgLiveMusic.com. $15 at the door. Going to be a great show. Also, we have our big annual Last for Life show with Bill Ingvall from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. This will be taking place at the Sanger Theater on Tuesday, August the 1st. Proceeds will be going to the International Myeloma Foundation and Cure Childhood Cancer. Tickets are on sale now and available at laughsforlife.com. So we got like a minute left. I, I don't know if I even want to pick a game out and talk about it, man. Well, I'll just keep with the narrative. That 2000 Mobile Bowl, that's around the time we were talking about. Cold. That was ice. Dude, I got sick for like a week after that game. Yeah, cold. Tomlinson. Tomlinson was unreal. I, I remember uh, DeQuincy broke his arm in that game, and I remember after the game they were they, we won, but Tomlinson got the MVP, and I was standing behind him, and I was like, I'm taller than this guy, and I had no idea what he's going to be become. Right. Yeah, he, he, he walked. He walked right by me, uh, within four feet. Yeah. I, mean, I wish I'd have known at the time too. Like, hey. A funny autograph, a fu- please. A funny tidbit from that game. So, the NCAA sends out a rules video every year. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about this last year. I can't remember. But we get a call. Jeff Bauer wants you to see this. So we go into the office, and the NCAA they sent out the rules video, and it was like rule number one hundred twenty-eight B: mascots are not allowed on the field of play. And it showed like Seymour in slow motion in that Mobile Bowl, 
like running into the end zone after we scored a touchdown. <laughs> it was just like repeated clips of Seymour and then one clip of the uh, mascot from Miami because he got in trouble at the Sugar Bowl that year. <laughs> so it was hilarious. But um, what an ending to that game. Jeff Kelly hitting Kenneth Johnson right there at the end to win the game. Uh, it was amazing. It, it was a great win. TCU was undefeated at the time. Mm-hmm. And that would not be the last time we would defeat an undefeated TCU team. Truth. You guys look us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Give us a rating and review. Share with your friends. This episode will be up later tonight if you're listening live on the radio. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we should have a guest. We should get to have a guest. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.